Tov. Um, today's daf is daf Yud Gimel. We 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 pick at the bottom Yud Bet. Um, no Yud Gimel, but we pick up at the bottom of Yud Bet and Bet. Um, so we were discussing. Um, we well, we are. I don't know. We are. We today no, Yud Gimel. No. 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 We're not we are. Uh, we are uh, halfway down on Abu Bet. Oh, my daf is folded over. <laughs> I was looking at it. I'm sorry. Okay. Today's daf. Today's daf. Sorry. Thank you. And that's been recorded. Yeah. Today's daf is your is your bet. We started at the bottom, halfway at the bottom of your daf. I'm at bet. Thank you. Okay. So the discussion is what they would do with the Torah, how they would desanctify and resanctify the Torah for use in the coming year. And we had the whole thing about transferring the value and paying them and buying it back and so on. Okay. Now the Gemara has a debate whether um, you, when you make the Ketores, you have to make it in Klisharis or not. Okay? And this is two opinions. Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina says you have to make it in the Klisharis and Rabbi Shur Ben Levi says you do not. And now we pick up with the Gemara that says the following. Um, the Gemara says, um, one minute. Okay, the Gemara says, I'm a Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Boone, right, where there's like a little bet in parentheses. Is that a bet? No, a little gimel in parentheses, um, about half the way down. I'm a Reb Yosi Bey Reb Ibun. Achid Reb Yosi Ben Chananya Kishmo. Reb Yosi Ben Chananya that says um, that um, it is uh, invalid goes like Shmuel. Reb Yeshua Ben Levi who says it's valid in a non-Klishare goes to Reb Yochanan. Titaninan. Now let's show how this lines up. We, we, we teach in a mission. It's actually the next Mishnah coming up. Somebody basically says, I sanctify all my property to the, to, to the base of Mikdash. Now, Stam, when somebody says that, to the base of Mikdash, it means to the better Kabayas, okay, to the, to the funds for repairing the base of Mikdash. But, let's say amongst his property are some animals. So we're going to see in the upcoming Mishnah whether the fact that those are fit for Korbanot, does it automatically mean that the generic hectish for them becomes for Korbanot or not? There's another position which basically says, well, the hectish doesn't become for Korbanot. It is for Bedeka bias, but you have to make sure you use the animals for Korbanot because they're in the Parsha. So we'll see how that all plays out in the next Mishnah. But here's the line that we're going to focus on. It says, let, now normally if the discussion is if they're animals, do they be, are they brought as Korbanot? that's when they could be brought as my private korban. I'm the one sanctifying it. But let's say there's something in my property that can only be used for a korban seaboard. Okay, now what's the only thing that can only be used for a korban seaboard? Any animal, any flower, anything like that can always be used for a korban yachid. So what is the thing that's ruining the korban seaboard? So Rabbi Yochanan Amar Ketoreth. The only thing I could be having in my property that's fit for a korban seaboard and not for a korban yachid is the ketoreth. And now the question is, okay, what are... Um, um, so what do you do with this Ketoret, you know, how do you redeem it, what do you use it for, and so on. But there's one opinion there that you actually, you know, you might use it for the Ketoret itself, or at least it's considered to be fit for the Ketoret itself. There's only a little bit of a problem. If you need to make the Ketoret in a cliche race, how could the Ketoret that happens to be lying around in my house be fit Right for the Ketoros, for the Beit HaMikdash. Well, ah, so it says, go there. Tifatir, you can explain it. So either you're one of the people that made the Ketoros, or you're one of the people, like we said before, either you made it in the Klisharit, but then why would it be yours to sanctify? So it can't give that answer. But what it says is, you remember we talked before, that they would sometimes use the Ketoros to pay the workers. So basically, you had Ketoros that was made in the base of Mikdash. It came the end of the year. We had some left over. We desanctified it. We used it to pay the workers. Now they have in their house Ketoros that they own that was made in a cliche. <laughs> and then when they sanctify it, now in theory it could be used for the Ketoros in the base of Mikdash. Ketoros was made in a Lishkat in the Mikdash. According to... workshop in town. Okay, so that's not clear either. In theory, you could talk about it being made in Klishas outside the base of Mikdash, so the general assumption would be that anything in a Klishas would be in the base of Mikdash. Okay, but, but wherever it was, you know, how did you get that Torah that was made in the Klishas? And the answer is, we've got it because we paid you with it. And it was initially sanctified. Now we paid you with it. Now when you sanctify your property, it's fit for the base of Mikdash because that's what was originally made. Right, the problem is like having it lying around. I know there's a very big taboo if you make it on your own to move right. it by your high courage. So like, you know. Nah, but, nope. 
And now that it's been desanctified. So okay, the grip. smell of my wine. I can use it for my. Yeah, once it's been desanctified. Right. Now, right. point you should say is that before we said you didn't actually pay them with the Ketorah. You used yeah, the Ketorah in this whole exchange, but in the end you paid them with money. But we'll look in the, see in the next mission of the possibility that it, you might have actually paid them with the Ketorah. Okay, so that deals with that problem. Now we go on. from Rabbi Hanina, who says that it's possible to do outside to do outside of a klishares. That's consistent with Shmuel. How do you know? That he says explicitly in the name of Shmuel that the grinder, the spice grinder, the Ptoris grinder, they made into a klishare. Um, yeah, but the understanding is they. Uh, it's true, but the Gemara is not emphasizing the chaf. They made it into a klishare in order that it would sanctify the Ptoris that was put into it when it was made. So it's presuming that would be a necessary part of how the Ptoris was made. Okay. Amr Rabbi Yosi be Rabbi Bun. Amr Rabbi Chuni kami Rabbi Yosi. Davar shekidesh ki klishari. Now we're gonna have a question. If you say that the ktsaris was made in a klishari, because we have a principle, something that was sanctified in a klishari, he says nifter. Could it be redeemed? Meaning, well, I, I, I assume you know that the law is you can't redeem a korban unless it has a mum. Things that are sanctified for better kabayis, however, for their value, not for their use, can be redeemed. Um, other types of things, you know, let's say I sanctify this stone and I want it to be put in the base of Mikdash. So that's for its use, it's not for its value, but still I can redeem it, it's not a cord one. But once something is sanctified in a cliche rate, okay, and it's going to be intrinsically used, the thing itself, it cannot be redeemed. So how could you do this whole, this whole thing with the Ketoreth and use it to redeem it and rebuy it if you say that you need to make the Ketoreth in a cliche rate, right? It, the halacha is it can't be redeemed. So now we're going to get an answer to this, which basically also answers all the other exceptions we've had before about how certain things, you know, how can you use the truma talishka to pay for certain things which are not korbanot and so on. So let's take a look. Doesn't this violate the rules? If it's sanctified in Klishars, how do you redeem it? So Amalai, he said back to him, one minute, we said that this is Shmuel's position that says you use the Klishars. The Shmuel Amar and Shmuel says, Kalu bimosa. It's a leniency with leftover things. Basically, somehow, Basin stipulates that although we get, use the funds and whatever, and we buy all these korbanot, if they are going to wind up be le- being left over for korban sibor, not korban yachid, our rules will still apply for korban yachid, but for korban sibor, if things are left over, then we have more flexibility in terms of how to deal with the hectic. Sort of like we said before, you know, it's supposed to use it for korban, but we also can use it for other things, and then we'll say it won't have been sanctified. So we'll have that flexibility. How do you know that Shmuel says this? Yeah, something like over now not really something like that. It never explains the mechanics. These because there was a debate. Hosiut meaning, let's say there were left over unblemished korbanot at the end of the year. You had some sheep that you sanctified, and now it's Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and you have to can't use it because it's old year bought for old year funds. Right, exactly. So what do you do with it? So Shmuel Amr, Nistink is meaning, yeah, you redeem it, even though it's unblemished, which completely violates the rules. Rabbi Yochanan Amr, no, Nistink is Tulein Muktashem, you wait till it gets a blemish and you redeem it and you follow the rules. So you see that the same issue we said before, that Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel disagreed whether the Ketaris was made with a Klishare, parallels this debate. That Shmuel says, even things that normally you wouldn't be able to redeem will give you some latitude to redeem. So he can have the Ketorah, if they're Tzibor, the Ketorah made with a Klishares, and you redeem it. He can have a Korban that's a Tzibor, and you redeem it at the end of the year. And Rabbi Yochanan says, no, it has to follow the rules. So if that's true, if the animal is left over, you have to wait for it to get a moon. And the Ketorah wasn't made with a Klishares. So this is the debate of Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel. But yes, as Michael asked, the Gemara does not tell you the mechanics of Shmuel's approach. <coughs> let's keep on going Osiris Irin let's say what's left over at the end of the year is not animals you were going to be using for an Ola but a goat a male goat which you'd use for a chatos. what would be the story with that according to Shmuel I'll die to the Shmuel so we, would you be able to redeem something that would have been set aside for a chatos? for Korban Tzibor it's going to be used for a Musa okay for the chatos for a Musa um, in Ola so the answer is in Ola Nistis Lakoshkein Chatos 
So if an Ola could be redeemed, how much more so a Chasas? Now, why is it a Kavachon there um, is not so clear. Um, the, uh, the Korban Eva says the Kavachon there is, is because even after you redeem it, let's say I redeem this sheep that's an Ola, and then I redeem it because I have to use the, now I need to use, you know, new funds to buy it. What am I going to do with the sheep? So we're going to see, as I already indicated to you in the next Mishnah, that basically once something was in the Parsha, you know, we don't want it to not be used as a Korban. So even though now it's desanctified, you're going to want to rebuy it and resanctify it. Okay? And that's what you're going to want to do. So, what? Yeah, you would want to do that. Okay? So that's what you would do with Enola. Now, what would you do with a Chatos? You would transfer the sanctity and then you would want to repurchase it as a chatas. Now, why, why is that a kavachomer? Hold on, let me remind myself why he says it's a kavachomer. One second. Um, oh, so he says here's the kavachomer. The kavachomer is the following. If we didn't redeem it, if we didn't do this trick and allowed ourselves to do it when it was t'mimim, what would we normally have done? So by the case of the Ola, we would have waited for it to have gotten a mum, and then we would have used the money to go for an Ola, and obviously you can't use the original animal, now it has a mum. In the case of the Chathos, we would have waited for it to get a mum, and the Allah is, a, a Chathos of a Yachi you can't redeem. But a Chathos of a Tzibor, if it has a mum, everybody agrees you can redeem, and the money would have gone for Kate Kamizdeach, for an Ola. So he says like this, look, in the Ola case, we redeem it, and, you know, even if we hadn't redeemed it, it would have stayed in the parts of an Ola. But in the Chathos case, if we hadn't redeemed it and we waited for it to get a moon, it never would have been used as a Chathos. The money only would have gone as an Ola. By allowing us to redeem it when it's a Tommy, this is the way the Corbinate explains it, we allow the original animal to be reused as a Chathos and still keep it in the parsha. So that's how he explains the Kavachomer. The basic answer, though, is Shmuel, the same way he allows you to do it by an Ola of a Tzibor, to redeem it on blemish, he would allow it as a Chata. Aldaiti to Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Abzeira, Yiru, but according to Rabbi Yochanan, we go by the rules. So rather than redeeming it on blemish, we wait for it to get a blemish. Okay, so that's the debate about what latitude we have with things at the end of the year. And what would you do after it got a blemish? You would go ahead and use it for Ketamizbeach, the funds towards that. Um, and Or it could be saying something even more radical. He could be saying even without it getting a blemish, you automatically... Re- I'm sorry, he's saying not could be. He is. Because we'll see the next sign of the Gemara. So one opinion is you wait for it to get a blemish, you redeem it, you use the money for Ola, for Ketamizbeach. That's the normal thing. Now, Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak says a more radical thing. He says, you actually take this chatos, right, that was, at, that, that was the end of the year, and what do you do? You repurpose it as an ola. You repurpose it as an ola. This is a seir for chatos, and you repurpose it as an ola. So the Gemara, because an ola is male, and a seir of chatos tibor is male, right? It's a seir of chatos. So this is like wild. So the Gemara says, Sakasha, yes, chatas, shakrave, ola? When can you ever repurpose a chatas as an ola? The only time we heard of some Kedusha transferring was a Pesach can become a Shlomim. Right? When have you ever heard, you say, you redeem it, what do you use the money for? But whoever says that a chatas can all of a sudden, ah, it's the end of the year, I can't use a chatas, yeah, I'll just use it for a generic ola. Since when can you do that? Like the of Kate not Mukta. They say it more means they they yeah that's not what the Mufarshim say. They say Kaitz refers to basically almost like a dessert. Um, or like uh, some, I had a Rebbe who once said, it's like it's on a summer break when the Mizbeach when the Mizbeach is, you know, is, you know, what, needs some extra things to be going on there. I'm not agree. Maybe, maybe it comes from that word. Yes. Positive, perhaps, the yes. Uh, and then Kate, Kobasar, like the end. So Kate Samizbeach, like you know, it's, 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 it's nothing else. It's like the end of it. Right. So thank you. Probably, right. Like, right. Thank you. I think that's where they say the idea of kaitz as dessert comes from, but the idea right. of sort of like it's left over and yeah. what's what's left to be done. So, so again, Rabbi says you normally go by the rules. Shmuel says you can redeem it tamim, but here the Gemara says maybe even according to Rabbi Yochanan, you can you know just go ahead and repurpose this. Which is like wild. Okay, so we're not going to let you redeem a tummy, but since when can you repurpose a, a chatos into an ola? So the kashi, yesh chatos to crave a ola? I'm Reb Yossi, shani, shen korban sivar nikvayin el b'shchita. No, no, no. Here's the, here's the rule that you never knew, which is that a korban sivar, even after it's sanctified, its full identity does not get fixed until it's shechted. 
Okay, so I can sanctify this animal for a corpus tiber as an ola, as a chatas, but it's still like generic until I actually, until the moment I shaft it. So therefore, you can re- re- you know, change its status. So that might tell you something about the mechanics. The mechanics that gives us the flexibility is somehow it's assumed that when we sanctify hectage, we always leave it open-ended until the last moment. So that at least gives us the ability to repurpose it. I have no idea. We just sort of, we, we allow ourselves to work within these parameters. And this is maybe less of saying it's the natural mechanics and more saying it's proactively, you know, we stipulate and we give ourselves that latitude. So one sort of says it's one of the natural rules that you didn't know about until this minute, which is, is that a Corbin seabird doesn't get its full identity till Shrita, and the other says, no, it's not a natural rule. It is a violation of the rules, but we are sort of stipulating how we want the Kedusha to work, and as we saw, that's necessary for what we talked about yesterday, that you use the Truma funds that are give, that are supposed to be for Korbanot, and you use it to pay for other things as well, like for the Tamir uh, that are teaching about the Korbanot and so on. Okay, so at the end here, we got to sort of see what was implicit about this issue about um, what sort of latitude we allow ourselves not only with the funds but even with the things bought with the funds. Okay, let's take a look now that we actually get to today's daf on Yibera Maral the Mishnah. Okay, and I think that hopefully this daf will go pretty quickly. Well, I always hope for that. I always say that. So let's see. Okay, Hamar Tishnuchasav. At least we have the benefit of it being a little bit repeating what we said before. This is the Mishnah quoted before. Okay, and amongst your things were something that could be used for a Korban Sibor, which we're going to say was Ketorah. That's the only thing that's limited to only be a Korban Sibor. So, fine. So what are you supposed to do with this? You can't actually, you know, the assumption is you can't actually use it for Ketorah itself uh, because it was a Yachid's donation. It was not a Sibor's donation. And remember we learned that even if we'll accept the Yachid's donation, if he gives it over to the Sibor for like other things, like the cloak of the coin Gadol, we're not going to accept it for the Corbin itself. The Corbin Seber has to be bought with Seber funds. So he sanctified this Ketoreth. It can only be used for a Corbin Seber, but we can't use it for a Corbin Seber. So what are we going to do? Um, so, so, yeah, you use it to pay the people that make the Ketoreth. That's like what we alluded to before, that you use it to pay. Now, of course, the problem is that before we said, it's all, you only, you desanctify it and you use it to pay. So that doesn't explain how you can, you know, go ahead and do this. So Amarlo Ben Azai, so that's what Ben Azai said. No, 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 no. The assumption here is, and we'll see this as we continue in the Mishnah, that things that are fit for Korbanot, even though you, you had a generic hektish, and generic hektish means Lebeda Kabayas, those things ultimately have to be wind up being used for Korbanot. We'll see it more as we continue the Mishnah, okay? But let's first now focus on the fact that this does have Kedusha, can't go straight to Beda Kabayas. What do you do with it? So Bikiva says you pay the Umnin. That's not the way you do things because basically, as the Gemara will explain, where does the Kedusha go? How do you give this to the workers? What happened to the Kedusha? Ella, and now he tells us the trick we learned yesterday. You take out the money you were going to pay the Umnin. Then you transfer the Kedusha of the Ketoros to the money. Then you give the Ketoros to the Umnin because now it's desanctified. And now you can repurchase it and use it for the Ketoros. Okay? So that's how you're able to do this. But notice according to Ben Azai, you redeemed the Ketoros. And this was the Gemara's question before. How can you redeem the Ketoros if it was done in the Klisharis? Right? So the, that was the answer, which is that somehow this was, um, you know, that this was, uh, what, what was the answer to that? Uh, that? Oh, it's Shmuel. Shmuel sort of gives you that latitude, you know, once something is left over. Or once something sort of can't be used that way, and it's, could you cut, and it's for the Korban Tibor. Okay, so this is, then as I sort of says, the trick we knew, that Yekiva somehow figures out that you can give it to them, even though it's Kadosh, and we'll have to see about that. Okay, now we talk about everything else. Um, now let's say it's not something for a korban sibor, but it's only basically animals which are roy for you to bring to the korban. Okay, pretty much anything else would be fit for you to bring to the korban. So what what is the nature of the kedusha since you gave it you were gen- generically makdisha stuff? So zecharim us you had male and female animals. Rabbi Eliezer Omer zecharim yimachu with olos. So, an ola can only be male. A shlamim can be either male or female. So, his basic position is the following. We do not split your kedusha. Generic kedusha is for better kabayas. 
So even these animals are be- owned by Bedekarbais. They're owned by the temple treasury for the, you know, for the funds for repairs for the base of Mikdash. Okay? But we've got a problem. Once something is in the hands of Hectesh, whatever type of Hectesh it is, whether Bedekarbais, whatever, if it's something that fits for, fit for bringing a Korban, we, we, we don't want to see that like having been in the base of Mikdash, as it were, I mean, not figuratively that you dragged it in the base of Mikdash, and then, and it could have been used as a Korban and it wasn't used. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sell this nice sheet that's a, that Zachar that could be used as a Corbin, but it's only sanctified for temple funds. We're going to sell it to you, Norm, as a, because we know you need to bring an Ola. So you'll pay us for it. The Kedusha of this animal will transfer to the money. Like that's, that'll become our Bedekabai's money. And you'll have an animal to bring as an Ola. So now we accomplish both. The animal got brought as an Ola because he bought it and then he re-sanctified it because we removed the Kedusha of Bedekabai's from it. Right? And then the money now we have to use for Bedekabai's purposes. Is that clear? Yes? Okay. Couldn't so you have just sold it to the, to the Shekel Fund to bring us a card Seaboard? Um, why could we not have uh, what would have removed the, where, where would we have transferred the Kedusha on we would have needed new unsanctified funds to transfer the Kedusha on can you use the money from the shekels that's, all, that's sanctified that's already moved yeah. so, so it goes to Benica Bias and they use it for, uh, for maintenance no, you, no, 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 no. I mean, you have to get the Kedusha's Bedekabais off of this animal and transfer it onto totally unsanctified funds, and then the animal can why, be brought why, as... Because the animal has to be sanctified as an Ola. It can't be, if it's sanctified as Bedekabais, it can't be brought as a Korban. So by... So take the Shekel Fund money Which is that to... Like, no, but that's Kadosh already. That's fun. already Kadosh. You can't transfer Kadusha onto something already Kadosh. So what we do is we transfer it on the money of the person buying the animal. He winds up bringing the animal and now we've got the money that goes to the Bede Okay, so that's what it means with Sarche Olot. Zuchai Mimachu with Sarche Olot. It's all the people that need to bring it Ola. The Kavos, the females, Yimachu with Sarche Zivchei Shlamin are still the people that need to bring the Shlamin. The Mayhem the money we got from those sales gets put in with all the rest of the stuff for and the animals get brought as a korban Rabbi Yoshua Omer now Rabbi Yoshua doesn't like that he wants the actual korban animals themselves the kedusha that was originally made to basically be defined basically he understands it was a generic kedusha so what type of kedusha it was is defined by the object that's, that's caught in its net so for my house and my car and my furniture, that's Berekabayas. But for the animal, the Kedusha becomes a Kedusha's Korban. Because it was generic. So we'll say that for the animals, I meant to sanctify it as a Korban itself. So that's what the Rabbi Yeshua Omer. Sicharim Atman Yikrivu Olot. No. If you have male, unblemished animals, then they get brought as an Ola for you. That's how the Kedusha expresses itself when it hits those animals. Now, why do you, do you can, can you not bring the animals as a shlomim? Because he says, here's the one limitation. When you sanctify something for Bedekabayas, which is your Stam Kedusha, it all goes to the base of Mikdash. If you sanctify something as a Ola, it all gets burnt. If you sanctify something as a shlomim, you eat, you eat most, of, most of it. So that's not enough of the same type. We can't make a generic Kedusha, which is fundamentally Lebedek Abayas, and transfer it into a Kedusha for a Shlomim. It's too much... The thing, what you do with the object is too different. <laughs> so therefore, what we say is that the object gets the Kedusha of um, a, um, an Ola, because it's an animal. So ironically, because it's an animal, although it can't be an Ola, but the only Kedusha of, that we can allow to happen here is that of an Ola, because that's the one that's fully to the base of Mikdash. So this female sheep gets the Kedusha of an Ola. So what do you do? You sell the sheep to somebody who needs to bring a Shlomim, so the animal itself gets brought in the way it can be brought. The Yavi Bidmeim Olos and you use the proceeds to buy an Ola. So he basically says, for animals, I, the Kedusha is a Kedusha of an Ola that takes effect on the animals. And everything else, that goes to Bedekabayas. I'm Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, You know, both of them were his Rebbeim. But he said, um, uh, he said, and the Gemara, remember the Gemara beforehand, said, since when can the Talmud be machria of what is Rebbeim? So anyway, here Rabbi Akiva is saying which one he said. Uh, it's true. Well, I like Rabbi Yelezer. Rabbi Yelezer's position that everything is Bedekabayas makes more sense than Rabbi Yeshua's. Rabbi Yelezer, he shves me dosav. Rabbi Yeshua, chilek. 
Rabbi Eliezer makes it consistent. Everything is better kabayis. Rabbi Yoshua says this kedusha becomes a different kedusha when it hits animals. By the way, it's quite fascinating. At the beginning of the Mishnah, Benazai said to him, Enomina mida. And now Rabbi Akiva is saying about these, you know, which one he likes. This one is Hishvet Midosav. So it's very interesting. Now he gives these to someone else. I'm really Papayas. Interesting name. Shamati Yatsive Shnehem. You know, I actually heard both, meaning both approaches, meaning that it depends. It's quite fast, you know, which one, which one we go by depends on the circumstances. Here's how that works. Hamakish Beseirus, if you're explicit, Kadivri Rebbe Eliezer. Then we go like Rebbe Eliezer that says it's all better kabayas. Now, what does it mean explicit? So you could say, you actually said, Hamakish everything with better kabayas. But then it's a little obvious. So what Mepharshim says, now what you say is, I am Maktish all of my property and all of my animals and you say animals explicit now you would say maybe Adarab if you say that you've made them a separate category maybe it's a separate Kedusha but since I am identifying animals and I am not and I have an opportunity to say you know and my animals for Korbanot and I don't then that basically says I want everything to be the same that's at least the way to read it. If it's Beseiris, then it's like Rabbi Eliezer. If you just say Amakdish everything, then it can even Rabbi Yoshua. Then actually you'll go like Rabbi Yoshua. Then each thing as appropriate to it and the Kedusha will sort of define itself on the basis of what objects were there. Amakdish Nechasav. Now, last example. Vayu Behen Dvarim Haru'im Lagabi Mizdeach. Things fit for the Mizdeach, which is sort of what we were talking about. But now it's not as Korbanot. Other things. Or not as animal Korbanot. Yenot ushmanim, wine, oil, if I could be used as, an, as a mincha, the oil, the ophos, birds, interestingly, that is an animal korban, but somehow it's put in a different category. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, So you sell those things for people that need to bring wine, nesachim, or people that need the oil for menachos, or people that need birds. So the animals, are, the things are going to get used for their purpose. Okay, because that they have to get used once they were in the parsha. But what do you do with the proceeds? The yavi b'demam olot. The proceeds get used for an ola, which is sort of like a Rebbe Yoshua approach. The problem is, this is Rebbe Eliezer talking. So what the heck is he saying that you use the proceeds for ola? So a number of the commentators, in order to deal with this problem, switch the gears to Rebbe Elazar as opposed to Rebbe Eliezer. Okay, that would be a different opinion. You could say that maybe for some bizarre reason Rebbe Eliezer would agree to Rebbe Yoshua's approach when you're not talking about, you know, animals or large animals. When you're talking about inanimate things or birds, somehow now I agree with Rebbe Yoshua. But what's the logic for it? Okay, but here basically it's essentially a Rebbe Yoshua approach. You sell the things and they get used themselves and the money goes for an Ola, the Sharnachas and Yipulul the Bedekabais. Everything else goes for Bedekabais. So either for some reason Rebbe Yoshua himself distinguishes between livestock and other things or this is a third opinion. Good question. Yes. So first of all, this is the commission of humor as far as I remember, right? Basically, yeah. So this is doing here. And then second, second of all, um, so let's say like Beit Hamikdash needs, uh, you know, something to plow the hectish fields. Yeah. Right? So what do they use? I mean, just do they have to use an older animal? It can't be uh, like over, you know, it's too... They don't, why do they have to use a sanctified animal? No, I'm saying, like, I want to mock it. I know the Beit Hamikdash has a need. Right. They need, you know, they, you know, the ter- temple treasurer told me... Right. You know, so you're mock me shit bias and they use this cows to plow the field if they needed to do that so what's the problem oh no you'd have to do it with something that had a moon Okay, so on, only if it's unblemished right if you actually for some reason need animals not as corbanos they would have to be with more or maybe too old like you know like um, it's, it's too old for the age necessary yeah. reasonable it's interesting I thought to myself as you were talking you know an animal that's pulling a plow whatever it's inevitable that these don't move on that if that's how it was used before. What happened with Shkalim is because the whole thing was talking about things that were sanctified and left over and what do you do with the extra proceeds. So it's sort of in this whole thing about objects that were sanctified and where eventually they go to and get used. But yeah, it's a good question what to do here. Okay. So anyway, how do you explain what, you know, what is this whole issue of Rebbe Akiva saying you pay the money straight to the, the Ketorah straight to the Umnen. So first of all, what is this thing that's only for Korban Tibor? This is what we quoted before, Ketoreth. I'm Rabbi Yoshua, and this is a direct repetition of what we said. Now, how could, now, how do you deal with the opinion that says that, again, that a Ketoreth can only be made in a Where did this guy get Ketoreth made in a Klisharis? So he says, oh, if, if Ketoreth can only be made in a Klisharis, he got it because it was used to pay him in the past. He's one of the workers that get paid in Ketoreth. At least according to Rabbi Akiva, they get paid in Ketoreth. Okay. 
My time at Ben Azai. So that we did before. What's Ben Azai's reason? He doesn't like saying you can use it to pay. Shane Hektish Machal Alam Locha El Alamos. It's like we were talking about yesterday. You can't transfer Hektish to something abstract. You did your work. I'm paying you. Where did the kedusha go? It went to the work that you did. The work isn't a thing. The kedusha has to transfer to another object. So he says an, a very simple thing. What would Rabbi Akiva say? I don't know. Uh, maybe he would say can transfer to abstract malacha, which is a fascinating idea. Maybe again, it's one of these things which we just somehow stipulate. Although it's quite interesting, because here we're not stipulating on hektish of that the base hamikdash does. Well, actually, this is a private hektish, so it's not exactly clear where, where Rabbi Akiva's position is. Something. <laughs> That's a cute line. Okay, very cute. Okay, so I love these jokes that like are totally internal. Only, only like Yeshiva guys get these jokes. My brother was once at a, uh, at a, at a Kiddush and was Parshas uh, Chayisara and they were serving Kichol. So the guy next to him says, Kichol, Kichol, me stay Ephraim. So, <laughs> you know, you got a load inside jokes. Anyway, so the guy says, <laughs> you, you got it. Tamar Tadina. Okay, yes, because they better come by. No North African Jew would think that was funny. Okay, anyway. Okay, right, because of the, the. Anyway, fine. Tamar Tadina. Now, we thought over there, okay, a bright dog, meaning it's. Or, what, what, we thought over there, the. Okay. The, the, following, the following, which teaches. Um, the difference is what's unique about Kachi Berakabayas as opposed to Kachi Nisbeach. Chamantanina. Yeish Kachi Berakabayas. Here are the following unique characteristics of Kachi Berakabayas. Shestam Hektesh Shot with Berakabayas. First of all, you're, when you say Amakdish without being specific, it goes to Berakabayas. That's our Mishnah. Okay. The, um, by the way, I want to point out that that's a surprise. We always talk about Hektish as sort of, you know, owning things for their value to use for their needs as Betakabayas. But actually what we learned in the previous Mishnah is that there's a lot of funds that are not Betakabayas funds that are also used for needs. Like Shiarei Halishka could have been a huge fund to pay for building the walls and this and that, and it wasn't a Betakabayas fund. So it's interesting that when you say Stam Hektesh, it doesn't just mean, like if I write a check out to the Eber Institute of Riverdale, it, they get to decide which fund they want to put it in, right? So why Dapke goes to the Betakabayas fund and not to the other funds is interesting, but it could be that the other funds were defined as Shiarei Halishka, as coming from the Lishka, or coming from the leftover Trumat Halishka. So the only fund that I could contribute to was the Betakabayas fund, because even though those could have been huge funds and the needs that they served were big, ultimately it was set up that that only came from the, from the Shekel and Shirei Halishka and so on. So anyway, that's worth just remembering that this is not the only fund in the Beis HaMikdash. So Stam Hektesh is Betakabayas. Hek, um, Hektesh Betakabayas Chal Alakol. Hektesh Betakabayas can put, can go on any object, you know, anything in the world. You can be Maktesh Betakabayas, as opposed to Kobanot, which are only unblemished animals and so on. Umolin Bigidulehen. Now, things that come from things that I sanctified, there's Mi'ila. And here's a very important difference. The Kedusha of Betakabayas is basically, I mean, this, I'm going to I'm going to simplify it a little bit, but it's basically Kedusha's dumbing. It's a Kedusha for the use of the thing, for the, for its value. You know, what, why, why don't they say that's what a cynic is? Somebody who knows the uh, cost of everything, the value of nothing. Anyway, so this is only for, I guess, cost then, not so. Anyway, this is something that's only for its monetary value. Um, and its basic relationship to the base on Mikdash is that it's owned by the base on Mikdash. Whereas a korban is something that its sanctity is about its use. This animal is going to be used. And it's not necessarily defined in terms of its sanctity by being owned by the base amikdash. Think if I sanctify an animal for shlumen. Do I own it? Does the base amikdash own it, right? It's not defined by its own being owned by the base amikdash. So here's the difference. Maybe it's a little ironic. If this thing that I sanctified has fruit, I sanctified a field and trees and it bore fruit. I sanctified an animal and we milked it and we sheared it. Is that owned by the Beis HaMikdash? Well, if it's better Kabayis, the answer is yes. It was their property. Their property got, you know, made a profit or whatever. Of course they own it. But if it's a Korban, so, and let's say it's an animal, mm-hmm. and I milk and I shear it, 
right? That's not its identity as a korban. That's completely secondary. That so that's n- no. So there's not. Oh, am I allowed to share? There's an issue to do giza on kachim and so on. Let's ignore that. Let's ignore that for a moment. And or let's say it got pregnant and it had a child. It was a female. Okay, we'll ignore whether it was allowed to be done. But does it, is the thing that comes off of it hekdesh? And the answer is no, because that kedusha was about its identity and purpose, and this is extraneous to that. And it's not about being owned by the base of mikdash. Okay, so. Um, we're worried. Umolim b'gidulehen. That's specifically about kachei beda kabayis. The aim behem hanayal kohanim, and the kohanim will never get any benefit out of it because it goes all for repairs, as opposed to korbanot, where they can get the, the, the even by an ola they get the skin and the leather. I'm a Rebbe Chanina. Now that's the brisa. So we're saying Rebbe Chanani, excuse me, Rebbe Eliezer. That goes like Rebbe Eliezer of our Mishnah. Because Rebbe Eliezer says the hekdesh is always the beda kabayis. So he says, yes, even by animals, that's Rebbe Eliezer's position. Okay, the animals themselves should get used by the people we sell them to, but the hektesh, the hektesh, the hektesh, for stam. I'm a Rebbe Yochanan. Time is Rebbe Eliezer, the reasoning of Rebbe Eliezer. The Ish Ki Yakdisha Space of Kodesh Lahashem, right? So that's the one Pasuk in the Torah that talks about sanctifying your property. But man, I'm timing. What's the case here? The Maya Skina. What did you say in the Bible? In the base, Dira, when it says your house, it means literally your house, the place you live. Okay? Well, we mentioned house in another Pasuk. So, bias here doesn't mean house. What are we talking about here? Means your house old. Everything in your house. I sanctified my house. Means I sanctified my, all my property. Okay, that's what it says. And the parsha there says, that doesn't say but anyway, it talks about it going towards being owned by the temple and going towards the temple. So he says, look, the Buddha says you sanctify it, goes to the temple, so it's all about a kabayis. Of course, it's pretty funny because it's generic in that Buddha. Maybe it would have a different treatment if we, you know, by, if we were talking about animals. Anyway, that's his position. Stam hektish lebeda kabayis. Amarib Zeira, Reb Chuna B'Shem Rav, Paligin. When do they debate about how the kedusha affects my animals? Um, what type of kedusha takes effect on my animals? I should say. The Ma'afish Nechasaf. When you just, you know, you you're saying to buy all your property, and some of that was some of your wealth was animals. Let's say I go over to my flock. And I say, and I have my whole flock of sheep, and I say, I am Makdish, this flock of sheep. So what would we say there? There you don't have to talk about different Kedusha that has, goes on the car and a different Kedusha on the sheep. It's all sheep. So in that case, everybody would say there that if it's only animals um, that could be brought as Korbanot, then and you don't have to make, say, it takes effect different ways, then even Rabbi Eliezer would agree it's all Kedusha's Mizbeach. Rabbi Barra, Chuna B'Shem Rav, so that's one opinion. Now there's another opinion in the name of Rav. No. Actually, the debate in the Mishnah, this is a really hard to read in the Mishnah, the debate in the Mishnah was when you sanctified your flock. That was exactly the debate in the Mishnah. And even there, Rabbi Eliezer says, and that's where they debate, and Rabbi Eliezer says, even there it doesn't go to better kabayas. It doesn't go for a korban. If you really had, like, a, a, you know, all different types of property, even Rabbi Yeshua would agree it's better kabayas. That's a really hard read in the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah makes it clear that other than the animals, there's other things that are going to better kabayas. Okay? So, al daitid Rabbi Zeira Nicha. So, Rabbi Zeira works in the Mishnah. The Kashya, al Rebbe, al But Rebbe doesn't work in the Mishnah, because the Mishnah says, Behema, lo Mizbeahu, doesn't an animal go to the Mizbeah? Meaning, in our Mishnah, right, we said that, hold on, let me just see how, uh, just, just see how, how, how you read this one minute. Um, Yeah, exactly. Meaning, how does our Mishnah say, oh, you sell the animals that are needed as korbanot, you know, you sell the animals as korbanot, and that goes with everything else, Lebeda Kabayas. If the whole case is a case of only animals, of, and that's the only case they debate, and otherwise they agree that the hectate is split, so what's the other stuff that goes to Beda Kabayas? Right? The Mishnah says, you sell the animals, and that gets, goes for an ola, according to Rabbi Yoshua, and the other stuff goes for Beda Kabayas. What's the other stuff? 
So, if it's all animals, the Hema Lodi Mizbeachi, everything is going to the Mizbeach. The Hema Lodi Mizbeachi, yeah, you're right. It does go to the Mizbeach. So, Lama Tzafam HaIshazeh, Shehu Ka'omer, Lo Yehei Ela Lebeda Kabayis. So, but why did this person say it's stop? Why did he say, I'm Makdish, this is Korbanot? To say that, um, that he wanted, some of it at least, to go to Beda Kabayis. Now, the question is, which one? Hold on. Um... A minute? Hold on a second. I think probably the animals that are not fit. I think we're about to say that. One minute? Well, whatever. Like older animals or with a moon. One minute. Um, just one second. Let's see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing the Corbinate explaining that, but I imagine what you would have to say here is, is it means that the rest of the, that the, that even though it's Corbinate and they're all fit for it, some of it would still be Lebeda Kabayis because he said it's Stan. So presumably those animals that are not fit, either because they're too old or they have mum or something. But clearly it's a very hard read of the Mishnah. Hold on, I hear the Gilnashashi. Is it one minute? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, that's what the Gil and Hashas basically says. That the animals that cannot be used as a korban, those would be Lebeda Kabayas. Okay, but again, it's a very hard read of the Mishnah that we're only talking about animals. Okay, so we basically have one opinion that the Mishnah is talking about mixed property, which makes sense, but if it's all animals, everybody agrees it's korbanot. The other approach that the Mishnah is talking about only animals, and the debate would be about the animals that were not normally fit for a korban, but that's where they can debate. But if it's really mixed, everybody agrees it's all about a kabayas. And now we get the third position. Okay, so it says like this, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, lo shani heat, lo shna. It doesn't make a difference what the scenario is. He hamaktish nechasav, he hamaktish adro, he hamachlokes. I like the way of saying it, right? It doesn't matter whether it's mixed property, whether it's all sheep, it's the same debate. Rabbi Eliezer would always say it all goes with a kabayis, and Rabbi Yoshua would say, for the animals, they're going to go for korbanot. Okay. Rav Chuna b'shem Rav Avahu, b'shem Rav Yochanan, kodshe bedek kabayis, shepod an tmimim, yatsu l'chulim. Let's say, according to Rabbi Eliezer, you have these animals that are tamim, that are unblemished, and they have to do shesbetek kabayis. By the way, everybody would agree that you could do that intentionally, right? This here's the only question is that it's generic, so Rabbi Yoshua says, I'm, I'm going to interpret it to be Kedusha's korban. But if I go over to my unblemished sheep and I say, I am maktish this lebedek kabayis, everybody agrees that it's kadosh lebedek kabayis. So you can, everybody agrees that you can have a scenario of an unblemished animal that's set kabayis. Now you redeem it. What is the status of that animal? And this gets back to part of the issue I told you before about the conceptual difference of Beda Kabayas and Kedusha's Korban. When I normally redeem Beda Kabayas, then it's like a sale. All the things we talked about before. I pay you, I transfer the money, whatever. There's no lasting Kedusha. The Kedusha was only about its value. And when you substitute something else and you redeem it, it completely means <coughs> that object. It's all about ownership and value. But when I'm Makedusha Korban, that Kedusha is about identity. So even when it gets a mum and I transfer the Kedusha to something else, the fact that it was a korban still holds on to its identity. And the halacha is that even after you redeem a korban with a mum, you cannot do certain things with it. I mean, don't use it as a korban, but you're limited. You can't shear it, you can't milk it, and so on. Because that was about its identity, and that's still a little bit of that still stays behind. Okay, but it's not true about Beda Kabayis. So now the question is, you have this unblemished animal that's owned by Beda Kabayis. So, because you, everybody will you explicitly sanctified it that way. So, do we follow normal Beda Kabayas rules and say after you transfer the value it completely can be used for anything? Or do we still say, you know, it still was an unblemished animal, maybe somehow there should, should, should be some identity aspect left to that that it does not become completely chulin. So that's the question. would not say that that should be a mullah, even if I say... If you say explicitly, he would not. It's only about generic. So that's the question. That you redeem them when they were unblemished, which you would, again, certainly do for Rabbi Eliezer. You completely become desanctified. It does not have some remnant status. We have an Mishnah that says it. It says, It says that by Kachi Beda Kabayas, that, I'm sorry, no, um, uh, actually, is, is Bitmiya. 
does our Mishnah say that at least that's how the Mephoshim read it? Because the Mishnah, that same Mishnah that talks about what's unique about Kadshay Berakabayis and talks about unique about Kadshay Mizbeah, it says that by Kadshay Berakabayis, the Vlad and the, and the Chalaz is Mutar, right? That's the, the idea of, excuse me, let me, let me, hold on, let me take a step back. Um, one minute, uh, one minute. Yeah. So it says, right, it says, well, hold on. I'm sorry, one second, let me just go check this. Okay. Yeah, so, um, Just, just want to make sure I'm saying it's right. Um, yeah. So right. Okay. Okay. I got. It. So anyway. So here's the basic halacha. Right. After you redeem the um, the cut. You know. I need to check this up. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna double check. <laughs> I gotta make sure I'm saying this right. Just give me one second. Luckily, I have all the shots on my iPhone. Um, <laughs> um, just give me one second. Uh, I, because it's, uh, it's a little, there's a whole, it's quoting this whole mission about the difference between Kachem Betakabais and Kachem and it's not, and it's not clear when the Yushalmi quotes it, which section of the mission it's quoting from. So I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. One second. Oh my gosh, look at that. Almost exactly open to the daf I need. One second. Where are you going? It's more Lamed Aleph on the back. Stengsov says this is Kulin 138. Yeah. Oh. Yeah? Hold on one second. I actually said Kulin 11. One second, one second. One second, one second. And the Horus. Hold on. Hold on. I don't care. Here we go. One minute. Okay. No, it's a mission. In, it's a mission in Tamura. Here's the mission in Tamura. Okay. Yesh bekachim isbeach sheim bekachim berakabayis. Yesh bekachim berakabayis sheim bekachim isbeach. Shekachim isbeach osin Tamura. Okay, etc. V'chayavin alav nishum pigul noser v'tamei v'lan. All right. This is what's unique about kachim isbeach. So it has all of those halachas. V'ladon v'chalavan asur la'achar pidyonam. After you redeem it, even after you redeem it, and this is about its identity remaining, the children and the milk is forbidden. Some of its identity remains even after it's been redeemed. So I show, etc. Masha enkein bebeda kabayis. Yesh bekate bebeda kabayis. Shestam hekteshos lebeda kabayis. Hektish bebeda kabayis chal al kol. Umalim bigdulein ve'en behamanaya. So here is the question, okay? So I wanted to just, you know, get it clear which part is about Kachem Yisbeach, which part is Bedek Abayis. So let's do this again. Let's, uh, uh, okay. Kachem Bedek Abayis shepot ant mimim yotzu l'chulin. If you redeemed Bedek Bedek Abayis, they got to chulin. So the Gemara says like this, Mashnisa Namarkin, does our Mishnah say that? The Mishnah says by Kachem Yisbeach that were redeemed, Vladim v'chalavan mutar la'achar pidyonam. That you can get, you, you, that, that it implicitly says, right, that the that the the kachay berakah the vlad and the chalav is aser, and by the kachay berakabayis the children and the chalav would be mutter, but only the children and the chalav, not the actual animal itself. Okay, so that so 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 that's the question, right? The Mishnah that says that with kachay misbeach the animals remain forbidden implicitly by kachay berakabayis the animals are permissible. Okay, but only the animals, not the object itself. Some of the sanctity remains on the object. So Rav Chizda, B'Shem Rav Chizda, says, No, no, here's the difference. The difference is, how did you redeem them? Okay, did you redeem them, or if you redeemed them, and, once, and then they got a blemish, okay, then, um, then you can use them for anything. If they remain unblemished, you can't use them for anything. You can only benefit from their children and from their milk. Now that's a little bit bizarre. Who that cares what happens to them after they were redeemed? Right? So you have this animal, unblemished, you redeemed it because it was only Bedekabayas, and he says, when did Rabbi Yochanan say you can use it for anything you want after it gets a blemish? 
So it's clearly it's some type of like of a rabbinic restriction. You have something that was unblemished, sanctified. Now it's been desanctified. You don't want to go start ahead and using it to plow the field. That just looks too funny. So you, after you wait till it gets a blemish, man, Rabbi Yochanan says you can use it for what you want. When did the Mishnah say you can only benefit from its product, like its children and its milk, but not from the animal itself? That was before it had a blemish. Okay, so that's how we resolve the more limited hefter of the Mishnah with Rabbi Yochanan's statement that is a blanket hefter. Rabbi Yosi B'Shem Rav Chizda Masnisin Amrkeim Now, this is a Masnisin Amrkeim is a statement, not a question. Vladen V'chalavan Asur L'Achar Pidyonam so, at, because he says, look, the case where things are forbidden by Kachemiz Beach is when you redeem it after, when you redeem Kachemiz Beach, a korban, after it has a mum, right? So the Mishnah says, again, this is why it's confusing, um, is that the Mishnah says, here's what's Kachemiz Beach. After you redeem it, you can't benefit from the children and the milk. So implicitly that means, you can benefit from the children and the milk, right? But that's only, so then the says, ah, that's limited, you can't benefit from the whole thing. So it doesn't matter whether it got a mum or not, okay? So here the Gemara is saying, but look, the case where, um, um, the case where, what do you call it? The case where, you, are, you do redeem it, is already a case with a mum. So, hold on, just, let me just check one more time. Yeah, it's not exactly clear to me how it's making the argument, but the basic argument is the same way by Kachay Berakabayas, by Kachay Mizbeach, is the redeeming, you know, if the, the case of being redeemed is after it has a moon, by Kachay Mizbeach, by Kachay Berakabayas as well, once it got a moon, that would give you sort of greater latitude. Yes. Yeah. Basically, the law is Kachay Mizbeach, you can never redeem unblemished. Once it's blemished, you can redeem it. Um, but that only allows you then to, um, but even after you've redeemed it, you're not allowed to um, to hear it and to, oh, okay, you know what? I'm glad you asked because I realized that I was, um, you know, let me let me try to write on the board. I was mistaken. It was surprising. everybody crazy as Sorry. Is there a marker here? No marker anyway. There used to be a marker over there. Is it not there anymore? Oh, there's something. Okay. Here's what the Mishnah says, okay? It says the difference between Kachay Medakabaya and Kachay Nizbeya. Okay? That's what the Mishnah over there in Truma was listening. Okay? And one of the differences is, is that this says Moalim Bikidulim. Okay? Right? So he said that's about that's about its value, so even if things grow, it's per, it, 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 you can be moel. And this says, right, that you have a case of Vladan v'chalavan mutar, right, because this is about the animal itself, right, and not about its identity. So, hold on. Let me make sure I get I'm quoting that mission correctly. No, I got it wrong again. Okay. I'm sorry. I got it wrong again. You know what? I think that I need to get this uh, I, I need to get this tomorrow a little bit better we only have like three minutes left so why don't we just end here and we will pick up here tomorrow hopefully I'll be able to make it clearer then uh.